You're listening to DraftKings Network. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley, SAB, the CV, copyright 2024, Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey, please drink responsibly. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz is brought to you by Bayer Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans' Hearts. Welcome to the Big Sui, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Lebitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. I am a big fan of Run the Jewels, and there are not a lot of hip-hop people or musicians of any kind, really, who have had the late career power that Killer Mike has had, where you you become somebody in your 40s in hip-hop, somebody who's hugely relevant, somebody whose voice I like to hear on issues, who's... um, Just strong in a lot of different ways. And last night, he crushed it. He crushes the Grammys. He ends up winning three awards. He goes up on stage and says it's a sweep because um, he's at the top of the game. And then immediately gets arrested. And the video is of him being let off in handcuffs. And I've been looking for comments from him this morning and have not seen yet the comments. But they told me that this was a citizen's arrest, that these aren't even police officers, that this is a... uh, Security? That this is... So it preceded, the citizen's arrest maybe preceded the actual police officers who came once he was apprehended. Are these actual police officers? Because there is uniform personnel. But if you look at the uh, uniforms... I, I don't know what the L.A. Uh, right, metropolitan actually. area uniforms look like, but those look like costumes. And it would, I would assume, ruin one of the greatest nights of his life. Over a misdemeanor charge, I still don't know what it is that happened. I think under these circumstances, this is someone that you can let go and circle back around and not ruin the best night or one of the best nights of his life. So how do you execute a citizen's arrest at the Grammys, though? Wasn't it nearby, though? It wasn't at the Grammys. So, it was like around the Grammys. This is it? from The Hollywood Reporter. LAPD spokesperson told Hollywood Reporter that, quote, an individual is detained at Crypto.com Arena for a physical altercation and is currently being questioned. So bumps into somebody. He's a sizable human being. And then he is led away by people we're still not sure are police officers. Well, I mean, this is – well. The LAPD is not going to comment on it. Like, yeah, some rent-a-cops did it. But I know, but the video yeah. we were just watching, I, we are still not sure he, that those are police officers. He does have uh, old-school Bookham Dano handcuffs as opposed yeah. to like the zip ties of the modern day. And I would think, I would like to hear more information on this. I would like to hear from him on this. But given his activism, I did actually wonder. Now, these details seem to undermine the point I'm about to make, but... Given his activism, I thought to myself, I wonder if he would want 
the clout that would come from having the polarizing scandal that puts him in the middle of ruining his best night because then he can talk about all the stuff he's been talking about in Atlanta, trying to bring peace between black people and police officers because of his voice is a powerful one. But it, powerful but complicated, right? Like Agreed. that's the thing about Killer Mike is that Killer Mike was just going viral for not endorsing Joe Biden presented with the choice between Biden and Trump, which is, you know, your mileage varies on, on that position and why. The way that he has become a cause for all sides of this in different ways is what speaks to his complication. There are, of course, the conspiracies now of, oh, he's, this is happening because he refused to endorse Biden. But others might point out, and I think it's probably even more logical to do so, that if you're going to pick a conspiracy, don't pick that one. I don't think that's what's happening here. His other stances may, in fact, be more plausible, even though none of it really is plausible. I would me. love to see the scenario in which Joe Biden wakes up one morning. We didn't get what? <laughs> Folks, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. I don't, I don't think that's the top of his agendas. I would say there are not a lot of stronger voices in hip hop. Just in terms of power of voice, getting in front of people and speaking about things that, uh, that I just think you're looking at that through your prism, and I understand why you would think Killer Mike is one of the more important voices, and I think I skew closer to that. But that many in our audience would say Playboy Cardi is way more important, uh, or you know, it's just a, it's of, of a different era, and that's part of what goes on with Killer Mike is that he had this whole second half of his career where he was prodigious and he was featured with without cast, and it never quite happened with him. And then with Run the Jewels, he gets this latent career, immense success. And now as a solo artist, he's sweeping Grammys. I just want to point out, you guys are missing the most important part. Can we run the video again? The most important part, first of all, is a couple of things. Number one, there's a guy that looks like Cornbread Maxwell. It's only the back of his head. He's right here on the left. That's Cedric yeah, Maxwell. Yeah, that, that might actually be <laughs> That's him. Cedric Maxwell right there. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Okay. That's you, Cedric Maxwell. Former yeah. Boston yeah. Celtic. You, you, you wow, are, so this goes all the way to the top. You are you are right that it looks like Cornbread Maxwell, but I believe that you are dangerously close to saying that black people from the back look the same. You're dangerously close to racism. There. I don't I'm think not, so, Dan. That, look, like, you, that's Cornbread Maxwell. That's Cornbread Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> that's right there. Yeah. It's, it's the right not, height. He has a point. It's not racism. That is Cornbread Maxwell. We need to find out why he's We don't know it's not. But then let's Roll the video, please, and I'll show you guys more. <laughs> this is my favorite guy in the video. Man in the tuxedo on the right, as Killer Mike is being let out in cuffs. What's he do? Kiss no, his no, sign. No. Into a fist. Yep. Into a power <laughs> fist. He pivots midair to the power fist. Look at that. Yep. Great video work there. He's huh? white. Video, go ahead and put corn. Uh, put, uh, put, what? <laughs> put Cornbread Maxwell up there. there you, now, can you please Can find you get a picture of Cornbread Maxwell, but his, from the back? From the yeah. back, yeah. With his glasses on. Hey, yo. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk. You just want a back shot of Cornbread Maxwell, okay? This is not that complicated. Oh, there it is. You found it. Thanks. I wanted to talk about uh, last night's heat game that I imagine uh, Amin went to, but not, not to talk. You did not go no. to. Okay. Uh, but not to talk about the heat. The thing that I wanted to talk to Pablo and Amin about is, has everything the Clippers done worked? Because this is the best Clippers team I've ever seen. Where did that come from? Because... They're famously the example of it never working. Correct, but what I'm about to tell you is this is the best Clippers team I've ever seen. They are in the la in the years of Kawhi and Paul George, they're like 40 and nine against the Lakers. They may not be the <laughs> Lakers yet, but they are better than the Lakers. Look, man, the laughing stock on them goes back 
40 years. Like, everybody's been laughing at this franchise. And then they made a move that traded everything. There hasn't been a trade like that in the NBA. There has not been one like that. And because of that trade, Oklahoma City is now also good. They're going to have to go through Oklahoma City because of all they traded to get Paul George. And up to now, I would have said it hasn't worked. But you add James Harden. Now they're the best team in the NBA over the last 30 games. They're 25 and 5. Miami tried to drag that game into the muck last night. There are only two times this season the Clippers haven't scored 100 points. They lost both the games. Last night they barely get to 100 points and they win the game anyway. This team can win the championship. This team is as good as anybody. James Harden has rounded into shape. <laughs> I love how you did that. <laughs> you guys tell me I'm wrong. That's the only way he gets into shape, by rounding into it. Once upon a time, James Harden playing in Miami in the regular season was not a recipe for him being arguably the best player on the floor. Yeah, but you can't change an entire narrative, especially about the Clippers. Yes, 40 years of failure, but also in the last five years, repeated failure, where these moves haven't worked out. It's all about the playoffs with these uh, guys. Mike, I agreed, but what I'm saying, I'm not saying yet that it has worked, although I can make the argument for it because they're no longer a laughing stock and they have not been for the, with all the load management stuff, they are they are light years ahead of where they used to be with it, which is just us laughing at them. But this is a legitimate championship contender and I've never been able to say that about the Clippers. Not with Chris Paul, not with Blake Griffin. I've never thought that of the Clippers. That team I saw last night can win the championship. I would say that the COVID shortened season was that because they were healthy and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were amazing and they were right there and they had a 3-1 lead in the second round ready for a date with the Lakers in the conference finals, which would have been an, a remarkable meeting, even though it would have been in a bubble. Still, as you pointed out, the Clippers have a tendency to play up to when they're playing the Lakers. They love to play the Lakers. They have this chip on their shoulder. I would have loved to have seen that series. It didn't happen because they blew it and the Nuggets end up winning that series. But I would argue, well, yes, this team is... Really good, great even. It's the best Clippers team there's ever been. I'm I mean, just saying that that 1920 team was pretty damn good, too. Okay. On paper, this You're team, splitting hairs on me. They added James Harden and can now win the championship. Yeah. Yes, provided certain things happen. But, hey, that's for everybody. Yes, they can win the championship. Well, no, no, it's not something no, no, I've no, ever no, no, said about the Clippers. a bigger question to be asked no, you, you, when it comes to this team when on. they're never healthy. Hold on, but that, then, then I'm going back to splitting hairs. Yes, you could have said that in 2019-2020. You, okay, okay. absolutely. Uh, Particularly uh, before but, COVID, I mean, then it's season. worked. Then it's yeah. worked. Then, then if I could have said that in twenty, then this this is the best incarnation of the Clippers that uh, there has ever been. They haven't it, even hit the All Star break. Who are you to say it's worked? But I think this highlights something incredibly nuanced in sports conversation. Right, the idea that when is it? Can you say it worked? Only when you win a championship. When so you, you stop the laughter. When you stop, stop the all laughter of the laughter. We had four the years ago. Wait, guys, Amin is so close to saying trust the process. Yeah. I mean, you're so close. <laughs> you're so close. I haven't even started paying attention yet. That's true. I can't, I can't <laughs> close the door on a narrative when the games don't matter. What matters about Paul George and James Harden and Kawhi Leonard is them all being healthy and doing it in the postseason. Yeah. You can't say it worked. We haven't even gotten to Indianapolis yet. The James no, Hart they're still playing pro football. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Work. The James Harden thing is is the big question here. Like, that's what we're talking about. Dan very vociferously proclaimed, they added James Harden, and now they can win a championship. Which, if you were to say that out loud, before this recent run, would have gotten you roundly mocked. And I, I agree. James Harden, his demise, rumors of his demise were greatly exaggerated. But the question... To Mike's larger point is, 
postseason. That's when it all comes out. That's when we laugh at them. Yes, it is what you laugh at, and you laugh at two of the three guys that they've got, but you sure as shit don't laugh at one of them. The guy who leads that team, the quietest guy that leads that team, you do not laugh at no. him. No, I can't I can't laugh at him, but he also has an availability issue. It's the three but guys he, that he, have injury but, issues. But he's never had this much help. He no. has he has never had maybe in San Antonio, no. maybe in San Antonio. No, he's never had this much help, but the people that he's depending on are Paul George, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, uh even though he's a bit more of a role player now, historically, those guys you like depending on, they get hurt too. Okay, I mean, you can question them all you want, but over the last 30 games, they're better than anybody. It is funny that this, but this whole experiment, right? It's not just about this season. It's about not an the Steve Ballmer era. Does it elicit groans when you talk about the way they went all in on these guys, left their future, um, invest in the present? Like, this season, this postseason is going to decide whether Steve Ballmer is somebody that we should be mocking or... Somebody who is like the model of a guy who cares about going all in and, and cares about basketball. Stugatz isn't here, and yet he's here in spirit. Win the championship in February. <laughs> Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. I probably have thought about the UFC one, to be honest. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you got to listen to Six Trophies, where Jason and Shea serve up the biggest moments from all around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington and Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill You Might Win Some, But You Just Lost One trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments from all around the NBA. This playoff season, you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gutz is presented by 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Pablo, I'm a bit conflicted because I am proud of Amin that he is taking care of himself, taking better care of himself. He's flying back and forth. He's not as young as he used I to be. I don't get how he does any of the things he does every week. And he's doing yoga. He was very, during the pandemic, there was a stretch he had where, a literal stretch he had where he uh, was getting very, very healthy and felt good about himself. And then sloth ensued. And uh, things got a little sloppy, a little undisciplined, and now he is back to doing yoga, but it's bittersweet because he's often doing it when we've already started and I need him to do his job. He can do yoga on his own time, not on company time. I'm prioritizing my health and wellness. For a second, I was assuming that you were prioritizing learning how to suck your own Go sit in the penalty box. No, he's right. I thought it was the same thing. Well, yeah. you can go and win. I'm alone on that. What? Excuse the, me. You do the, the drafting network. Go look at what's happening. Uh, two minutes, and I think it should be more than that. Get <laughs> That's out why of people here. do that. <laughs> Great delivery there. <laughs> I mean, a bit jarring. A bit jarring. Well, that's why we like Pablo. He brings us smart. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Stugatz is missed in spirit. He will, uh, he will produce 
at least one hour of content we have been promised, the good stuff, the gold, uh, and we're going to bring our worlds together here, intersecting. Like I've told you many times, I don't expect you to understand this, but it's hard for us to move our entire crew at one time, so we're doing it in shifts. Yeah, well, it's hard to do that and still meet all your deliverables yeah. uh, because uh, we want our audience to get fresh content. So forgive some continuity issues that you may seize on as we piece together this week's content strategy as we go in shifts, as as Dan mentioned. There's going to be all fresh content for you this week. If Sugats is magically in the studio in Miami when you know him to be in Vegas, eh, you know, just kind of let that one slide. There's not going to be a lot of that. We're going to try and give you as much fresh stuff as we can. Well, it's all new to you. No yes. matter what. That's that's correct, but uh, live stuff. Stuff that's the day of. So, uh, it's good stuff that we will have for you all week. Again, I will tell both the audience and our employees here, this is meant as a celebration of all the things that Metal Ark has worked hard to do for two and a half years where we celebrate with a big giant party at the Super Bowl. And uh, it's the company throwing a lot of money and resources at us having a good time with you, for you, around you. If you're with us, you should be with us because we promise that it will be fun to be around us in Vegas. We are going to take over that spot. The uh, hotel, uh, the Cirque has been a great, great partner. Beautiful hotel. Yeah, it's Beautiful. gonna be. It's just gonna be fun, and I'm I'm really excited about. We're not doing this the way that everybody else is doing it. We're aggressively, purposely trying to do it a different place downtown. I love the history of downtown Vegas. I love the history of downtown Vegas, and so I'm thrilled to be doing it there. I've never been, so I don't know the difference between the Strip and downtown. So when you guys talk yeah. about downtown Old Vegas, I'm like, oh, okay, sure. No, I don't know. So it used to be that you didn't want to go anywhere that wasn't on the Strip. Mm -hmm. Uh, because Old Vegas was called Old Vegas for a reason. But in recent years, hand-in-hand hand with the Circa popping up over there, it's had a revival. Fremont Street isn't this thing that you avoid. It's where you go to experience live music. And that Old Vegas, in air quotes, has a nostalgia to it mm -hmm. that is really appealing. And also, I love the set of bars that they have in that surrounding area. I find myself now taking an Uber away from this trip and going to Circa that's at the heart of that whole area. So Mike, like originally that was the strip, downtown Vegas. Then what happened in the 90s was they started building these mega resort casinos south on the strip. Yeah. And they essentially shifted the focus yeah. down there. And Which that, coincided, don't forget, with Cyrus the Virus being flung from a fire department ah, vehicle nice. on yes. Fremont Street to a nearby conveyor belt. So what ended up happening was downtown became, as Mike said, oh, it's old Vegas. No one wants to go there. But what's happened in recent years with all the renovations, you've got that incredible, the biggest I believe it's the biggest LED screen in North America for sure, perhaps in the entire Western Hemisphere. It's one continuous roof that's just one big screen. And they've got graphics going. And like Mike said, there's live music. If you follow the Levitard Show account, you see Juju and Mike Fuentes dancing to live music. Everyone's in the trying to catch up to Chris. Yeah, I've only been to Vegas once, and I've only experienced heartbreak, and not for the usual reasons of losing money. I just witnessed the worst Stanley Cup. Uh, final game in history. Was that the game where three guys finished the game on the bench for Florida? Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Put uh, it on the poll, please, at Lebitard Show. I'm just curious whether you're dating yourself with Con Air references or not. Uh, just have you seen Con Air, yes or no, is no. the question I'm asking wow. the audience at Lebitard Show. I like Forget my allies. Con Air, this fraud in the back row, has never seen any Rocky movie. I've only seen Creed. 
the first one, uh, and I saw it on an airplane, and so I didn't get to see the final fight scene. That was when the plane landed. But you didn't even you didn't even appreciate. I don't even know who won. I mean, I, I can make assumptions. He won, but no, I didn't. I didn't he appreciate moves up to it. Heavyweight Spoiler in the next movie, by the way. Spoiler. Really? Yeah. He moves Jeez. Up to I wasn't done. I was saving that one. Uh, yeah, there is a generational gulf here that we're going to perpetually need to address. So Con Air is ancient, but hasn't seen any of the Rocky movies either. Ancient. Wow. Amin was trying to put his bunny back in his box. Is that another second I, joke? Go sit sit out there again. I mean, you just get minutes. back. Get man. out of there. Like, get out of there. Get out of there again. I thought that was good. I thought that one was pretty good. Uh, um, get uh, oh, a dick of bunny. Give me the stat of the day, please. Give me the stat of the day music. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Start of the day. Start of the day. It is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Today's stat of the day is brought to you by Venmo and PayPal. You gotta wait till he's done singing. It's I know. I just, I just kind of felt like you were gonna not wait for the liner, so I just tried to get in there. I could go sit with Pablo. <laughs> I'll leave you here for now. We kind of there's a lot of planning involved in the next week. I'm going to be hesitant to penalize you because we kind of need oh, you. immunity. We need you. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> uh, so last week I gave the stat of the day from Legion Hoops. I mean that I thought was fairly shocking, which is that uh, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, yeah. uh, you 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 remember the stat? You yeah. were here they, for it. Yeah, Devin played. Booker. That they that that big three had already played more games together than the big three of Kevin. Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. I thought that was fairly stunning. This stat, uh, baseball produces stats like this. I don't know if it's as good, but I like it. So in his 10th at bat, Ichiro got his third hit in his 10th at bat. And his batting average never dipped under 300 again. Wow. No way. Okay, that's crazy. that's nuts it was a little infield hit to the left side of the infield and he was never under 300 again he never started the season with like a mini slump (laughs) he did well he did but but I'm saying his career average never came under 300 ever again like yes maybe maybe I have him like first at bat getting hit every season (laughs) (laughs) then he's always working his way down from a thousand (laughs) no okay I see why you would get I'm sorry I should have said it that way yes that he never started a season 0 for 1 is what you're saying. No, that is is not the stat. The stat is just his career average never went under 300 again. Uh, Amin yelled at me today when I came in because uh, I miss this time in our lives, Mike, when basketball was dominated by not just LeBron James, but the things that LeBron James was thinking and doing and where would he move. I mean, Hell, Miami, I'm going to say, fell in love with the transaction in sports. Right there, with LeBron James. The idea of, is he coming, is he staying? He could change everything with one move. And Brian Windhorst is now saying on the Hoop Collective podcast that LeBron James was cognizant and aware that he was putting on a towel that said New York Knicks on Saturday night. Why would he mess with the Knicks? Because he was using the Knicks as a tool to pressure the Lakers, end quote. And I was asking me when we came in here, I'm like, did LeBron do all of that on purpose where he's walking into the arena wearing Knicks-colored sneakers, uh, the the towel, a Knicks towel, even though all of the towels there are going to be Knicks towels, uh, but also the quotes in the media scrum where he says, admits, I think it's for the first time, yeah, I've 
thought about a career in New York. I've not thought about that. He's, he, he put his name, I think, for the first time on, I've considered New York. You guys are all looking at me like I'm like I'm no, an no, asshole. No, no, I, I, Number one, I'm marveling that a – I do look at you like that a lot, and I have to work on me. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm still marveling that at his age, as he approaches 40, he still has the game to demand the capital, the social capital, in still being able to leverage. I'm a desirable asset. I can take everything to New York in a second if you don't do this. He's 39 years old. He's the and, oldest player in the league. And he is still like that stature where you're afraid. Oh, no, we're getting leveraged here. It's amazing. I mean, the Lakers certainly need to be afraid because not because he's going to go to the Knicks, but that he's not going to come back. But what did you think of Rich Paul? Uh, who did he talk to? Was it Windhorse? Leon, Leon Rose. Okay. Oh, oh, no, oh. but Wendy, always read Wendy. Wendy had the report of me that this, for people who don't know how the Knicks are run, they're run by Leon Rose, CAA guy. Mm. This is an agency that has its tentacles deep into that organization, unlike pretty much any other team in, in sports, arguably. Deep into a couple of organizations. That yes. more than any, though. <laughs> that more but, than any. But, but well, the, the Knicks. Well, more than ESPN now that Nick Khan well, has left. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You sure about that? But Leon Rose, former agent of LeBron James, right? They did not part ways in a way that endeared Rich Paul and LeBron to him. And so the subtext of will LeBron go to the Knicks has always been this cold, not even cold war, just like a, an active tension between yeah. the two. And Wendy reports that there has been... Thawing. A, a reconciliation, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't overlook that there was a he left Cleveland in really bad circumstances, and he found a way to make it work with Dan Gilbert Guys, because a, it was convenient. As a pivot, That's as right. a as a career pivot, go to New York. He's always spoken very highly of playing in Madison Square Garden. One uh, another act in the career. I know there's going to be another act. Well, I think he I think he should do it. Here's the argument for LeBron actively pursuing a move to the Knicks because he's already shown you what the power of one title to a market can mean. It, him winning one for Cleveland did reestablish a new Jordan-LeBron narrative that he can catch him in, in, in the significance of these titles. If he brings a title to Miami, it's Cleveland, crazy. Los Angeles. It's the biggest move on the board. And New it's York. Close. It's the best it, move on can, the board. It's how you can eclipse MJ. He can never be 6-0, and but what he can do is rescue Morbin franchises in a way that MJ couldn't. Right? MJ went to the Wizards and what happened at 39-40? They didn't make the playoffs. LeBron says, I went to insert team here, and I gave them the joy that they've never known in their lives. To paraphrase this, very same Brian Windhorst, I would say, hey, it's like a drop in the bucket. He says, no, it's like the perspiration on the side of the bucket. When you talk about getting a championship for Cleveland compared to getting a championship for the New York Knicks. No, if you ooh, do ooh. it in Los Angeles, New York, Cleveland, and Miami. And <laughs> it's absurd to even say. It's an absurd thing to say. And it would I, – I was confused by Rich Paul saying flatly he's not going to be traded. That – Rich Paul was willing to be quoted saying that. I don't that. believe him. I do. I don't believe him. I do. Him. It's just, but there's just, this is why I say I don't believe him. There's no tax on whether he ends up being traded, requesting a trade. There's no punishment if you had said it before. Like, no, who cares? What it is seemingly is something that he says because right now it calms the waters enough to make it more comfortable for the Lakers to make moves. 
But other than that, I don't I don't see the I incentive. I mean, there's not a better move. If you're thinking, look, LeBron just scolded everybody today. He, he, over the weekend, there's the video of him saying, ah, too many kids caring about jewelry and shit, while uh, he goes to Los Angeles to empire build. Great Dude. old man talk from LeBron. Yeah, but also, also bogus, though. Yeah, you were buying jewelry. I was making movies. Like, he went to Los Angeles purposefully. I didn't think there was another move. There's another move. Yeah. Like, if he were to go well, to— Well, not if we give up Fournier. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, isn't it? It's Mitchell Robinson they don't want to give up. <laughs> it reminds me of Whoa. when Miami fans were like, I love the 42 and 40 Lamar Odom. He, you can't trade yeah. Brian Grant and Lamar Odom for Shaq. <laughs> and it's the same shit. Like, what do you— Stugatz is here saying, I don't want him. Stugatz is saying, as a Knicks fan, I don't want LeBron James. Madness. It is madness. To but not that, want him. How many team. how many people in New York have fallen in love with this team and aren't going to be happy that Jalen so, Brunson's usage rate is going to go down? There is a parallel, right? There's a bit of a parallel with the Carmelo Anthony trade, right? A team that was beloved, Wilson Chandler, right? right? Like remember those guys, Wilson Ray, Chandler Ray Felton, and them boys, Timofey Mozgov. That's right, Mozgov. <laughs> yep, um, and they traded it all for Melo. Yep. Now, this team is way better. This Knicks team is way better than It's perfectly than that team. aligned. It's the best one in 25 years. They're built to take him on right now. They're, this is the best Knicks team in 25 years. I think I want to see it. Yeah. And I don't like the Knicks at all. Who wouldn't want to see it? I think, wow, could basketball use that? LeBron going to the Knicks. Well, first of all, it puts LeBron back in the Eastern time zone, which is single-handedly probably one of the biggest reasons why ratings have gone down in the NBA is because LeBron plays all his <laughs> games at 10 p.m. That's an amazing theory. I mean, look, it's vetted. Puts him physically next to the commissioner's oh office so God. he can buy the next team that he wants to buy. <laughs> hey, Adam Silver, we've been in partnership for 20 years, right? You're kind of my commissioner. You're my ally. You changed the All-Star game for me. How about I come to New York and save your sport? Now, counterpoint why I think he doesn't get traded and doesn't want to be traded because I think a lot of what this last chapter of LeBron, this previous chapter of LeBron has been, hasn't been empire building. It's been family man. It's been how do I give my sons the best chance at being pro players in their own right? And so part of that was we got to move from Ohio. We got to go to California, which is generally considered the best uh, in high school talent in the nation right now, right? And now the kid goes to SC. He's there. I don't think he's going to leave midseason okay, and leave his may, son may, behind. Okay, and maybe not. But and you take out Miami in New York. Mm. And you take out Miami. Well. Good luck. What? <laughs> oh, there's the homer. There's the homer. I, I, Dude, they're funny. like 2-12. and 12 in there. <laughs> I, I tried to fourteen. He whispered something in my ear earlier. I was like, oh, that's a good point. I'll try to lob him up so he could take that point. Which was you mean Pat Riley thawing things with LeBron yeah, as you well? Are, you are Marco from Traboyka in Taken. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Uh, good luck. You've never seen Taken? Nah. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stugatz is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Keeping things bottled up can feel like carrying a weight that gets heavier with time. Whether it's talking to a trusted friend, journaling, or seeking professional help, finding ways to let out your thoughts and feelings can bring relief and help you navigate challenges more effectively. Remember, it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-L-B. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days, spring's the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Challenge yourself. And Peloton's classes were made just for that, to challenge you. There's a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve what you already excel in. Plus, if you don't know which class to take to reach your fitness goals, guess what? You can join one of Peloton's many programs. Right now, I'm in a strength program with Andy and a core program with Emma. They're expert coaches like Andy and Emma, and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. With Peloton, you don't need to worry about driving to the gym, making it to class on time. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home whenever it fits your busy schedule. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. The Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gatz is presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. There's nothing that he can do to convince me he hasn't removed two ribs. Are you talking about Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Yeah, That's not Mandela effect. That was an actual rumor. Rumor. So there are are a couple rumors like that. Richard Gere had like a gerbil in his ass. Yeah. Well, that one's true. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger went on the Oprah show and he said, if I knew black people would wear my clothes, I never would have made them. Hmm. That's my favorite one. He said that? that (laughs) Do we know that Richard Gere, if that was true, you're saying it's true and I've only heard, I've never heard that confirmed. I, no, no, no. Oh. It's true in that South Park made an episode about it. So. But but before South Park, I, this was a thing like at school. Yeah. People like pre-internet gossiped about. That can't be true. Marilyn Manson, no ribs. Richard Gere, gerbil. Yeah. Tommy That's, Hilfiger hates black people. Just Those be, three ones <laughs> dominate. clear, <laughs> if Richard Gere is a litigious, I said it's true in a joking character fashion. That's right. But, Alleged gerbil. But The Journey of Lemmy Winks is an episode. Mike, there are a couple of videos here that I would like to play, and I was just telling, the good luck came from Jeremy, and I will explain, over-explain, even though I wish I didn't have to over-explain so much. Before you do that, I just want to point out, (laughs) Pablo said the alleged gerbil, and all of us have been worried about Richard Gere suing us. What if the gerbil sues us? Hey, I was never up Richard Gere's ass. (laughs) All of us hamsters and gerbils look alike, huh? It was Army Hammer. Go sit in the penalty box. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you got you got to go, man. You should do some yoga in the penalty box. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Let's see that if you get to the end game go, sense. Go do, go do yoga in the penalty box. I mean, how that goes, I'm curious. At the end of the last segment, you heard Homer Jeremy, who somehow has become more of a homer than any heat homer we've ever had around here. And I didn't think it was possible for any human being to do that when Metal Arc Media employs Parakeet Cortez. <laughs> But he said good luck to LeBron James and the Knicks because he is a Heat fan. And the reference that I made was from the movie Taken, and it's Liam Neeson starting to become an action hero. And when he was going to get his kidnapped daughter back, the kidnapper told him on the phone from Trebojka, good luck. It didn't end well for him. LeBron James and the Knicks and this condition of the Miami Heat, where they look 
Like they are not in any way a team that can do anything in the playoffs as you try to make arguments on behalf of Duncan Robinson and Duncan Robinson missing last night's game. And that's the reason that they've lost eight of their last ten. Well, I haven't tried to make that argument quite yet, but I would because he is a big part of the offense. Look, they lost last night to the team you just said earlier in the show was the best team in basketball over the last 30 But they games. lost to Memphis at home to start this. Yeah, they had a really bad stretch in the middle of this month. They lost seven in a row. Last year, at the end of February and beginning of March, they lost six out of seven. They're, if you look at all of the teams in the NBA and their standings, where they are in terms of greater than or less than where they were at this point in the regular season last year, the Heat are the closest thing to exactly what they were last year in the regular season. That's not to say that that's always replicable for success, just turning it on in the postseason. But Jimmy Butler himself has said, I have to be more aggressive. And when I'm aggressive, we're better. They lost last night to one of the best teams in basketball. We'll see how they span over this next stretch before the All-Star break because you finish off the first half with Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Three games in a row to end the first half. You got a couple of games before that against, you know, the lesser teams. What's it going to take for you to go dark? Like, what's it going to take? It, it won't happen until yeah. after they've lost, right? Yeah, I mean, look, the reality is, is that this team... I came in here during the seven-game losing streak, and I said, this looks like the wheels are falling off. I said that the the offense has been a disaster. The defense has been a disaster. It was. Then that, the, the Clippers are top three offense and defense. The, the Heat are bottom five offense and defense Correct. over the last month. Correct, and then their defense last night slowed down one of the best offenses in basketball. I compared it to, to watching like the 2006 Chicago Bears, where you have to just accept like – it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing, but they're going to bring everyone it's into the mud. What, it's awful what this they did. This is what I sounded like? It, yes, it's bad. This is what you they, sound like. Guys, they, yes, yes. Was I always a whiny? Yes, whiny. yes. Okay. Yes, this is what you... And you didn't have any seven-game losing streak. But they had Dwayne Wade on their team. Well, but you're spoiled, Jimmy you're spoiled and entitled, and you had reasons for your arrogance uh, and positivity. Three conference championships, or three conference titles in the last four years, right. two NBA finals, and there's no reason to believe that this core can continue to succeed, right? There's yeah, no reason? Yeah, no, the, the, the reason is looking at the standings. Uh, it's not just... You just finished arguing that the regular season didn't matter for another franchise that's really good. Right, started. okay, so it hasn't started, Whoa, so then it doesn't matter. Who are in what I'm saying? What? <laughs> Isn't that my job? Uh, can you show Jeremy, please, the scene from Taken so that he learns when he tells LeBron James, a LeBron James-led Knicks team, good luck. Uh, I just want you to see uh, what it is that you just did. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom... I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you ass off good luck <laughs> as I said it didn't end well for 
Good luck getting past Haywood Highsmith. Okay, very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, I saw earlier uh, a clip this weekend from one of the most unlikely people in my life to have seen rise from college to a position of substantive power in sports. Whenever I talked to Dan Morgan when he played at the University of Miami, he was maximum football player guy. Blank face, I will just run through your face even if you're made of concrete. And there wasn't a lot of humor there. And I would say I wasn't able to have long, substantive conversations about much of anything with Dan Morgan because he was about football and only football. And now he's the Panthers general manager, and I'm kind of surprised, not that he would rise to a position of that kind of power in football, but that this is now the face and mind and voice for what has been the worst team in football. We, we, we need to find those leaders, those competitors, as Jay Stu would say, those dogs. Like, we need some dogs. Like, we got to get some guys that are passionate about football, that love football. They want to come out every day and compete on the practice field, in the weight room. We need competitors. We got to bring that back here. We got to bring that back here to Bank of America Stadium to where people get excited about coming to see our team. He blinked only once. I was going to say, those eyes are, are, are terrifying. Horrifying. Uh, only one time did he blink. That's fairly hard to do, I think, but uh, not the first reference uh, reference in the region to uh, playing like dogs. Here is David Bennett a long time ago, the coach from Coastal Carolina. Trying to get our two boys ready to carry them to the golf tournament for practice, right? 12 cats live across the road. Our door's open. Screen's broke. We need to get a new screen door, but the screen's broke, so you can come in through the screen, but you can't get back out of it. I turn and look, there's a little kitty cat in our in our kitchen. So I said, what are you doing in here, little kitty cat? By that time, eh, the cat turns, tries to get back out. That screen won't go that way. Cat starts going, all crazy. And I told our players, we need more dogs. Bo's barking in the back. I have to go shut Bo up. Mel's like, what's going on? I said, there's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. So I told our players, I tried to let it out the front door. The cat's still going crazy in there. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. <laughs> we need more dogs. I would hire that guy if that's all he sent me for an interview to any job. <laughs> How great is that? It's a little bit more personality than Dan Morgan. Mike, did you know Dan Morgan at all? Uh, did you ever speak to him at the University of Miami? I never spoke to him at the University of Miami. Uh, he's hung around the program some afterwards. He's a very intense individual from his playing days. Yes. It looks like he should be wearing a neck roll under his suit. <laughs> I've also been fascinated. Ah, he actually wore Of course <laughs> yeah. he wore one. Of course he I'm actually wore kind of fascinated with the ascension of Dan, Dan Morgan, given how singularly focused he was as a player. The fact that Dan Morgan is wearing a suit and tie in, in an executive position, uh, I think, uh, is just wild when he contrasts it, as you had earlier in this segment with his playing days. I believe his father was the limo driver for Dan Marino. Like, this guy was born into football, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know that he has had a singular thought outside of football. Come <laughs> on, come on. What are you doing there? I'm, he, he's about football. Any time I've ever – I don't know that Dan Morgan would take the insult in that. Dan Morgan, I believe, thinks 
only about football. Do you think Dan Campbell changed things for guys like that? Where it's like, wait a minute. I could be a football guy. Was was Dan Campbell the Jackie Robinson of meatheads getting jobs in front offices? (laughs) Put it on the poll, please, at Lebitard Show. Was Dan Campbell the Jackie Robinson of meatheads? Getting good jobs in football. This is mean. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Dan Morgan, I have not said, let, let me let me walk some of this back because you will never hear me say an athlete of any kind is dumb because what is required of these people is a genius at what they do and an obsessive compulsiveness in a competitive field, much more competitive than any that people are listening to right now work in. And to get to the top of it, sometimes you have to be so compulsive that everything else that you think about gets atrophied. And so I do To play that position, middle linebacker, you have to be either super instinctual or brilliant or a combination of both. He's a college football of famer for a reason. He was not that physically gifted. He, he was all intensity, and he got to the top of the sport and got concussed more than anybody, including, <laughs> including Keekly. More concussed than anybody. Why am I laughing? <laughs> and he cares deeply. And so I'm just telling you that I don't know whether he's good as an architect or a manager of people. That's a hard job he just got. I know he's good at caring about football, and you're not going to out-care him at that sport. Nobody is. And we know that's a good fundamental principle to start things off with, needing more dogs. Yeah. Not cats. No. Do I look good? I want some dogs. You don't need no meow. Do you think that we could not blink for that long yes next segment okay this is gonna be good good audio (laughs) staring right at you dano (laughs) this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.